All right, tell everybody and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. We are here recording on the Tuesday evening, uh, September 5th, ep- uh, September 5th, sorry, for our September 6th episode, Wednesday, episode number 94. And uh, <laughs> the, the wait is over. We're here. It's fantasy football time. Uh, you're going to be listening to this Wednesday night and or Wednesday, I guess, throughout the day and literally one day from when this pod drops. The NFL season is starting and I could not be happier because I mean, we're going to get into the fantasy aspect of this later, but all of a sudden my Lions win chance went up drastically and it's even <laughs> the, the spread's gone down the over-under's gone down, the, the, uh, the money line's gone down, chance of the Lions winning still not great, but it's gone up. So, I mean, if that's anything, we'll get into the inside of the headliners after, but, uh, uh, I'm I'm really excited for Thursday uh, coming up here right away. So uh, before we get started, throw it over the fellas here. And uh, we'll see. I know we got, uh, for those of you listening, we got three really, really tired men on this podcast right now. It's our first day with kids back at school. And uh, I'm uh, I'm sure I can speak on all on behalf of all three of us. It's been a long day. But uh, Zach, how was the first day back with uh, with the kids in the building? It was great having uh, everybody uh back back to school um my school or i guess my classroom we did it a touch different we had um just the the returning students to the program come back and then tomorrow we have the new students coming but still still pretty tuckered out so i can only imagine what it was like having a full classroom today for you guys or i guess more so for armin than you yeah <laughs> Armand, yeah, full full go football practice too. I imagine the same as Zach, but uh, how was how was first one back? Uh it was good, you know. It first day is always just handbook, lockers, stuff like that, getting to getting into the swing of things for the students as well. So um tired, yes, but uh it wasn't uh wasn't the most tough day at the office, one could say. I was grinding. Uh, elementary, I was grinding today. <laughs> it was a long day. Started early, finished late, tired, but uh, but here we are talking a little fantasy football, and I'm I'm not mad at it. So uh before we get started here, I know you wanted to talk about uh I know you had two drafts last night. We'll get into a little bit of recap of our charity draft uh in a bit here, but just for those of you at home, Armin timed out on his draft pick uh, and auto-selected twice. So just for you, <laughs> you at home, just got to throw that one out there. But Armin, the tough task of live drafting as well as doing the charity draft at the same time. So, I mean, I can only imagine how difficult that was. But you had a, you wanted to talk about your other draft on, on a little interesting strategy that happened and get a little feedback, I guess. Yeah, so uh, a guy in our league will remain nameless and... I just want to point out, like, I I thought it was a fairly interesting draft strategy. And uh, Yahoo ended up giving him a grade of A-, minus, which I did not agree with at all. I was expecting, like, a D for his draft. Um, he started out well with Jamar Chase and Jalen Hurts. He was in the two-slot two in a 14-league, a team league. Um, but then in the third, he took Cooper Cup, who you know he's injured right now who knows if he's even going to play this year kind of the way things are going and then in the fifth he takes jonathan taylor and he's on the pup who knows what's going on with him and then in the 11th and 12th round he decides to double 
and triple down on the Indianapolis backfield and take Zach Moss and Deion Jackson. And there's only four bench spots in this league. So he he's using up two of his bench spots on Colts RBs. Hey, well, Zach Moss was a terrible pick. Cause I think didn't he break his forearm or something. He might've, I don't know. Like he's battling a pretty severe arm injury. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He's questionable. Yeah, the Dion the Dion Jackson would make sense, but I'm pretty sure Zach Moss is like he, I think he's still gonna miss a couple weeks too, if I'm not mistaken. I, I mean I could totally be totally be wrong, but yeah. But I Anyways. mean your league two, like eight make eight make playoffs in his 12 team league, correct? Eight, yeah, eight make playoffs. Like Cooper Cup in the third is really good value in a 12 team league. And and would you say in the fifth was Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. Like me and Zach, we had this exact conversation yesterday. Like, how far do you let JT go until it's worth worth the gamble? And in the fifth, that's like I think that's incredible value. Yeah, I think he uh, rightfully so probably deserves that A minus. Um, like, yeah, that's that's really good value. I think. For, well, even Cooper Cup in the guys. third too, like, is risk, but that's huge value. Like, if he missed two weeks, he's not he's not on the pop. So, like, really, he could miss one week, he missed two. I, I think he's going to miss two to three weeks. But even still, he can come back and still be the wide receiver number one after he comes back and misses that time. So, mm-hmm. like, in that league, and, and I know who you're talking about, too, like, it's high risk, high reward, and that's kind of how he rolls. But even if he comes <laughs> out first four weeks, if he comes out two and two, like, he's laughing. Yeah, he if he's able week. to make it through the first few weeks here. If he goes that, that four, was the thing is two of, two of his – his top five guys are are high high risk guys, and that was that's what was it was interesting there is he's taking those high risk guys, and and two of them. Well, think like look at our draft, Armin, like the one you commissioned. I gave up yeah. three of my top five picks, and my team still looks not bad. <laughs> yeah. But like I don't get those three of five picks back mid season where he's gonna get those two picks back. Yeah. So I don't know, like. I don't know what the rest of his team looks like, but if he's if he can manage even a one and three isn't great, but not terrible. Oh, and four, that's you know, that's just I guess what happens when you burn the picks. But if you can come out two and two, like he's I think he's gonna be in a real good spot to make a good playoff push. But well, well, here's his whole team round by round. Chase, Hertz, Cup, Kittle, Taylor, Moore, Sky Moore, uh Bateman, Mostert, Zay Flowers. Oh, yeah, he also doubled down on uh, two Baltimore receivers. Marvin Mims, Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, New Orleans, and Brandon McManus. That's a good team. With the exception, yeah, with the exception of Zach Moss, I think that's a that's an awfully good 14-team team. team. Like, really, Bateman? Like, I don't think OBJ is going to be the one. But Bateman and Zay Flowers, one of those are going to be the one, I think. So you're guaranteed the number one wide receiver in Baltimore on a team that's been pushing the envelope that they're going to pass an immense amount more than they did the past. Yeah. yeah I, I think I agree with you, Zach. The Zach Moss pick is terrible. That's a terrible pick, but even he got your favorite defense. He got the New Orleans Saints, which is like, whatever defense is a defense, but like, I don't know. I think, I think that's a really good draft. Like he's got chase. Who's as safe as you can get. Yeah. And then he's got Mostert who's high upside. But battling a little bit of injury now, like oh man, I think that's a re- I think that's a really good draft. Well, his his starting receivers or starting running backs week one are going to be Mostert and Deion Jackson, which we but he's also got Jalen Hurts, 
yeah. who, who could be the quarterback one by a substantial margin this year, this week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's a really good draft. And I, but I won't tell him to that face. He has, he has to listen to the pod to get the praise because <laughs> everybody knows, well, not everybody, but we know who we're talking about here. But um, yeah, like Hertz might absolutely crush the Pats this weekend, Zach. Sorry, but it's, it's a real possibility. <laughs> I, uh, not talking about the Pats and the Eagles there, but I'd be shocked if there were many teams in that league that I that I like more than that one long term. Yeah. Especially if you look at it from week four on, mm-hmm. like that's a super team. Yeah, it could like, blow up quick, but I mean, like after week four, that yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, Armin, you're in tough. Come week five, hopefully you play him <laughs> in the first four weeks. <laughs> Let's see. I'll let you know in two seconds here. <laughs> While he's queuing that up here, we'll get uh, we'll get a couple things going here. So just so you guys know, this episode, we're prepping for week one. Usually we recap the week, uh, just so everybody knows how the, the episodes from here on out move for the rest of the year. But usually we'll have a quick question of the week, which we will this episode. Then we'll recap the previous week. And then we dive into a little bit of the upcoming weekend, some of the things that we know uh, anything you should know or players you should target, players you should sit, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then we have a wager aspect to last year. Um, Lucas was on the podcast. He threw out a couple different bets he was sprinkling out throughout the week. This one, we're going to try and have a little more fun. We're going to try and do like a parlay of the week, which is like for those of you at home, you got to hit every bet on the wager to win. And usually, if you hit them all, you win big. So, uh, a little bit of a fun one, not super likely you're going to hit it every time. Uh, if you even if you hit it 50% of the time, that's pretty good. Uh, but a fun way to try and win some money free at home. So, that's kind of what we got uh, on the docket today. But, uh, Armin, do you see him in the week first four weeks? Week six. Oh yeah, sorry, oh. you're screwed. <laughs> you're screwed. <laughs> you're screwed for for sure. You're gonna get dunked on. No, nah, unless like Cup when, and, Cup and actually, Taylor hey, are out. Hey, Jalen Hurts is by weeks week six, isn't it? No, it's week nine. I think. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, you're dunked on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Oh, quick man. question of quick question of the week here. Uh, this one we did last year, and uh, I went back and looked at some of the names. Man, we were pretty spot on for the most part with uh, with our names from last year but this one is following the conclusion of week one and as we progress into the waiver wire which for those of you listening uh our social medias is going to push out like our top waiver wire ads of the week before the waivers roll out just when our episode drops it's not feasible but uh, on our social medias we're going to put it out there for you guys just so we know so you know who we're targeting etc cetera, etc cetera. but uh, for this one is after week one who do you think is going to be somebody that's going to be uh, you know, one of the main waiver wire ads following week one. Um, and Zach, let's go with yours first, because I put the question out there. And usually what I'll do is I'll kind of wait to see of a few names in my head. But this was my like number one. And I was like, if anybody's going to pick, I'm sure it's Zach, because we were talking about it the other day. But Zach, who's your number one waiver wire ad following <laughs> the week one? You're going to give me a inflated eagle here. Holy. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was I was surprised when I opened the docket. And uh, you hadn't put this guy in there because like you said, you and I have talked about him a little bit here and there. Uh, and that's Van Jefferson. Uh, currently the presumptive number one wide receiver on the Rams offense. Uh, right now he is owned in 38% of leagues on sleeper. So just over a third. Um, and another uh, honorable mention would be the other uh, wide receiver right now in on the Rams offense that's been getting a lot of hype throughout the preseason. Uh, I am going to butcher the poor Puka Nakua. Name. There you go. Yep. 
Puka. I was, was going to say the same thing. You beat me on both punches, Zach. <laughs> the uh, the rookie out of BYU. Uh, he's been getting a lot of hype here in the last month and a half or so. Um, so if like going forward here, uh, leading up to week one, I think Van Jefferson would be the better bet to make if he is available, but uh, getting Puka there might not be the worst idea either. Yeah, we were we were doing the charity league draft last last night, or I guess when the when the pod drops, it was two nights ago, uh, and I was helping one guy out because long story short, I gave my team up for another guy to be in the charity league, <clears throat> and I told him with your last pick, you should take Van Jefferson, and he was the second last pick of the draft, and Van Jefferson went I think about ten picks beforehand, so I said, okay, if you're gonna take anybody, take this Puka Puka Nasu Naku or whatever they pronounce his name, but it's a guy yeah. that could be a, a hot priority after after the week's over. But um, before we go to Armin's pick here, I'm just going to let you know, I just saw a report here. I was looking through some of the uh, reports as we're, as we're talking. And the, the one says they're expecting Zach Moss to return by week two or week three around that timeline. So yeah, you can poke one hole in that guy's draft there, Armin, but that's the only poke you're going to get. Um, who's the guy that you're targeting or possibly will be targeting following uh, week one? Well, I wrote here kind of tongue-in-cheek the backup RB of whichever starter gets injured um, because that seems to be the the way it always goes. But I'm trying to guess a, a player that might uh, might surprise us and already outplay his ADP going off the hop here. Um, the name I wrote down first here is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, he's owned in only like 18% of leagues on sleeper. Oh, 19%, sorry. And uh, he has steadily improved every season that he's been a pro. Um, as a rookie, he did 304 yards, 2021, 597, and then last year, 839. Um, so it's good to see that improvement every year. He's still young. He's 24. And people are getting real hype on Elijah Mitchell going over to the Browns. But um, he's kind of more of a slot guy. People's Jones will will be in in on those twelve personal sets and and be an every down guy, whereas Elijah Mitchell might not necessarily be down out every down. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm uh, I'm hoping and I think that uh, Donovan People Jones Donovan People's Jones will surprise us um, in week one here and will hopefully become a legitimate starter in fantasy. He's he's a guy that's kind of like a post hype sleeper where like he was hyped up big time last year this time of year if not during draft season and then just never came to fruition so he would be yeah. a guy that at least would be on people's radar like a common name you know like he's not like an unheard of guy like like the guy I'm going to mention here in a second but yeah um, my other my other bonus ones were uh uh Gus Edwards um and then either Roshan Johnson or Deontay Foreman whichever one of those two guys starts to steal the backfield from Herbert first don't don't you put that how do what is what does Ricky Bobby say bad juju <laughs> on bad me or whatever don't you put that bad juju on me Ricky Bobby <laughs> um so okay so I got two here um the one like the one is like kind of like a deep sleeper uh but I was the first one like this wasn't my main one but a name I want to throw out is Zay Jones uh, wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're taking on Indianapolis, and I'm not sure where that game's going to go, but Jacksonville has Indy's number. I don't think Jacksonville's lost to Indy in like seven seasons or some weird number like that. 
um or maybe it's like at home or at indianapolis they haven't i I can't remember what the weird stat is but um we still don't know exactly how that wide receiver room is going to shake out we don't know how many three wide receiver sets two wide receiver sets one you know we don't know what they're going to do yet i know like this is going to hurt armin's ears but we don't know what calvin Ridley is going to do yet um we don't know if calvin Ridley is going to be in wide wide receiver sets we don't know if in two wide receiver sets if it's calvin ridley and it is going to be christian kirk or it's calvin ridley and it's going to be zay jones we don't really know how this wide receiver room is going to settle out yet and zay jones has been kind of the odd man out even though he had a pretty decent season last year for jacksonville um only only roster in 12 percent of leagues so that's one name i'm throwing out there and the second one is michael wilson and he's a rookie wide receiver for the arizona cardinals and for those of you that aren't dynasty fans, this guy's getting a ton of buzz uh, coming off like really a bad team. And I'm going to foreshadow a little bit here when we do our starts and sits. I really like Washington's defense because they're going to smoke Arizona. There's a greater than less than chance they start a rookie quarterback, but rookie quarterback, rookie wide receiver. They've had a lot of time, obviously, without uh, Kyler Murray in preseason, in training camp, anything like that to start getting a little bit of a meld. And I've talked about how much I like Marque, um, Marcus Hollywood-Brown, but really it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say, okay, we're going to double down on James Conner, load the box, and then we're just going to probably bracket the number one wide receiver, which is Hollywood, which is going to leave the secondary wide receiver open for, I don't know if they're going to get a touchdown that game, I'll be honest. They might be at three points, maybe get six points, I don't know. Uh, but I think he's going to be hyper-targeted and a guy that's had a ton of praise coming out of the out of the. Um, the preseason and he's currently rostered it's at zero percent of leagues i'm sure there's some leagues out there where he's rostered <laughs> but just the percentage of dra- uh, percentage of drafts that have happened on sleeper there's not enough to even make a one percent roster rate for michael wilson and i think if you look at the box score enough and you see he gets nine receptions or eight receptions for 60 yards that's gonna be enough to to people to be interested in picking him up and and see what happens moving forward. So that's a deeper cut, but a guy that I think that has some potential to to make some noise. And especially if you're playing DFS, that might be a real sneaky free free square uh, coming up. Um, going into our insiders and headliners, just a couple things here. We got Cooper Cup. This one really really sucks. He's still in Minnesota, currently seeing a specialist for his hamstring injury. He strained it twice during the uh, during spring training. Uh, so they're trying to figure out exactly what is causing this injury. So they're saying he's day-to-day, but I'm going to say there's no chance he plays week one. I'm also going to say there's probably a less than chance he plays in week two. Um, so we talked about him obviously extensively at the start of the episode, but uh, if you're a Cooper Cup manager, it's not looking great. And I just traded for him in Dynasty and and for my super team, mm-hmm. down JT and I'm down Cooper Cup. So not super pumped. <laughs> about either of those and then uh talking about Kelsey aren't you oh I'm also down Travis Kelsey currently apparently because he hyperextended his knee at practice today and his availability is up in the air right now against Detroit on Thursday night so three of my top players on my dynasty team which I'm currently playing Zach in week one are on the shelf so Zach congrats on one and oh season uh my my undefeated start is not looking great Oh, get off it. That team is a the wagon. Even your backups are solid. Ah, uh, I'm just going to speak in an existing Zach. Hey, congrats on your first one of the year. Some, some good juju. <laughs> all right. Put them all bench. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Start golf. I actually low key might start golf, start Herbert, start hunt. Start hunt. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna really put up a lot of a lot of yak yards going to the 7-eleven and back 
It's going to yeah. give me a lot start, of points. Uh, start Williams, start Zach Ertz. Keep I actually might have to start Zach Ertz. I don't have a tight end. I'm in trouble. I'll probably start Greg Dolchish, I guess. I think I have Dolchish, Ellie. Anyways, uh, this isn't Jordan's Dynasty talk. We'll, we'll actually get some fantasy stuff here. Um, we'll get into the charity draft, actually. Let's, let's do that first. So first I'm going to do is I'm going to go to our actual charity draft, and I'm going to list off all the teams that joined the league this year. Uh, so for those of you at home that don't know exactly like kind of how everything shook out, we did a 16-team league, which is like massive. That's huge. And I wish we could do – I wish we could have done um, like where it was a co- – it's called a copy league. There's two copies of each player. And we could have got into like the 20 leagues or the 24-team leagues, and we could have got like really crazy. But as of right now, Sleeper can't hold that. So – 16 team league, real big roster or real big, uh, sorry, um, league. Uh, you need to start one quarterback, one RB, one wide receiver, one tight end, and the rest are flex. Uh, there's also bonus points for big touchdowns. There's bonus points for uh, big reception, stuff like that. Um, half point PPR for RBs, full point PPR for wide receivers, one and a half point PPRs for tight ends. So there's some really fun, uh, fun different types of points and, and settings here for um for a charity league and we have in this one we have hunter boyer uh tyler rock joey carrier uh armin has a team zach has a team uh, i gave my team with just obviously without getting to the whole story i gave my team up to another guy so he can be in the league uh brady wildman curtis pfeiffer connor fox leland duker robbie gates uh avery laguerre landon amoy um we have tim stewart uh keenan holash uh wyatt lichen and then our undefeated or not undefeated but a reigning champion uh mason hawks so that rounds out our 16 teams um going over the draft i guess armin maybe you start you had a you had a tough goal last night doing <laughs> two drafts at once i think he timed out three times auto pick twice um let's let's go over you i know right away you were like okay hey, zach actually zach first let's start with you let's throw your joke out there that you put in our group chat because that like legitimately made me laugh out loud <laughs> Oh geez, I wish I could. Uh, wish I could remember which one you're talking about. The, the user, uh, the username trade. Oh yeah. Um. So, uh, Tyler, yeah, Tyler Rock, uh, drafting from the the nine seed, uh, started off with Chubb, uh, came back in the second with Olave, third was Calvin Ridley, uh, fourth was Fields, and the fifth was Williams and. I think I said something. Oh my goodness. And in the sixth, AJ Dillon, uh, <laughs> I said, it's going to be the first, the first ever uh, username and password swap in, uh, in fantasy where they just trade sleeper accounts. And Armin just uh, takes Tyler rocks account because I think one, one through six, like these are all guys that Armin uh, stands to some, to some degree. The best was like your arm was like, yeah, I hate my team. This is the worst draft ever. And then Zach's like, why don't you just trade them usernames and passwords? Propose the trade. Hey, gives them this is my password proposed trade. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh yeah, I can't even deny that. Like, did not fall the way I wanted to. I don't like absolutely looking at my team, I'm like, ah, there's a little regrets, but not a whole lot. No, no regrets. Some regrets. Yeah. No regrets, eh? Not even one yeah. letter. <laughs> drafting from the 14 slot you know uh i took him under st brown first round and 
I'm pretty happy with that with full point PPR and um excited for for him on my team. It's the only league I have him in. Then I took Mahomes in the second round. Um, third round Brees Hall, fourth round Cam Akers, which I just I didn't want to be in the position to have to take him. Um, but uh it it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> and then fifth round Pittman. Which was he my first auto pick that I accidentally had? No, I think you actually took Pittman. Acres was my auto pick. Right, let me pull it up here. As you're as you're talking, I'm gonna pull it up because I was like, I was giggling. I'm not gonna lie to you because there was one pick that was just horrifically bad. And yeah. I know it was an I think auto that pick. That was the the Williams Jamal Williams. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. a bad pick. So I got. Well, we'll continue on then. Joku in the sixth. Charbonnet in the seventh, Jamal Williams in the eighth, Justin Ross in the ninth. Decided to go take my guy. Oh, this one is the bad. draft was going horribly, anyways. The Damian and, Harris one too. That was an auto pick. Yeah, Damian Harris is definitely an auto pick. And then DJ Chark at the end of the draft in the eleventh. So started out all right, and then just kind of went downhill once I got those auto picks going. You're gonna like some people at home are thinking like, oh my god, like that guy at round whatever. But like he mind, this is a 16 team league, so there was a ton of players off the board. Uh Zach, going over your team here, you were in the three spot. So uh obviously a shocker, Travis Kelsey going 101. So I'm sure you were licking your chops here that McCaffrey landed to you at 103. Yeah, you uh you said it perfectly. I was I was expecting to draft Kelsey. Um in all of the the mocks that I did, I had Kelsey fall to me in like all but one of them, I think. So I felt pretty confident. And then starting the draft off with Kelsey going off the board, um, all of my my pre planning kind of went out the window. But um, quite pleased to get McCaffrey. Um, like you said, it is a sixteen team league, um, and most teams don't have like a clear cut workhorse at the running back position. So. Um, to get one right off the hop, I could not have been uh, happier. Um, and then in the second, I came back and I got Gibbs. Um, this one, I'll put them at flex. It'll be great. Um, hopefully, he's able to contribute. The only downside is that McCaffrey and him share a buy, which is a bit of a bummer that I can't have one sub in for the other during the bye week. Um, but aside from that, I felt pretty good getting these two guys. Uh, both starting caliber running backs uh, rounds three through five. I, I just took the best receiver available uh, Higgins uh, Watson and Ayuk. Um, not uh, none of those guys. I don't think are going to be PPR monsters, but I think they're all young and explosive. Um, Watson, I think could have himself a bit of a breakout. Um, Ayuk maybe, I don't know. We'll see though. Um, then I took Tua, and then after Tua, uh, rounds 7 through 11, most of them were just guys that I really liked. Uh, maybe went a little bit early on some of them, but I got Sky Moore, Elijah Moore, Jalen Warren, uh, Michael Meyer, and Roshan Johnson. Uh, my one regret uh, from the draft was the, was the tight end position. Uh, they were going uh, early and often in the early rounds of the draft. And uh, before I know it, or before I knew it, um, some guys had already drafted like two or three tight ends before I had a chance. Um, 
didn't realize we were playing like 12 personnel here on offense with multiple tight ends. <laughs> um, so just as the draft kind of unfolded and I kind of like identified that next tier uh, of tight end, they would just get, you know, snapped up before they came to me. So uh, finally in like the 10th round, I just took freaking Mike Mayer. So he we'll was, he was tight end 22 off the board. Yeah. Like, stupid like some guys had three before i had one which like yeah that's my fault but i didn't feel comfortable getting you know some of these other guys earlier than that um well so i can see this being a a real pain in my bottom here all season trying to get the hot tight end off the waiver wire or odds are probably spending a little bit uh in a trade to go get some guy that i probably not super happy with Taysom Hills available, just got dropped, I think. So there you go. <laughs> I, I did I did seriously consider drafting Taysom instead of uh Mayer. There there's I wouldn't say well, looking at your team, Zach. Actually, I like your team quite a bit. There was one surprise pick and two mistakes that I thought you made. The one mistake was the tight end one. Um, but I mean, like hindsight, you still got good players. And and if you can hit on a tight end late or off the waiver wire, then that no harm, no foul was your second last pick. You got a tight end. Uh, but I was surprised that you went Watson instead of Dotson. Uh, that one surprised me. Like they went, there's a four pick difference there. So that one surprised me that you ended up going Watson. I thought maybe you were hoping Dotson was going to fall to instead of Ayuk, but I did really like the Ayuk pick. Uh, but the one I did tell you about that I thought was a mistake was looking at your draft. You There's a quarterback run. And you jumped on Tua, and we talked about that, that you thought if, you know, as long as he can stay on the field, he's a top 10 quarterback, which I totally agree with. But the guys in front of you had Burrow and Jackson already. So you passed on Flowers to take your quarterback, and then Flowers goes on the turn, and they end up settling for Sky Moore. So I thought if you could have taken Zay Flowers there and then got Tua on the way back instead of Sky Moore, I thought, man, that would have been like, I mean, that's a real small pick at your at your draft there but like i actually i i really like your team there's a few there's two or three teams in the draft where i looked and i'm like okay like i actually really really like your team and hindsight too obviously as a commissioner there's one thing i wish i would have done differently and i wish with being a 16 team league i wish i would have done the three round reversal where for those of you at home instead of a snake draft it goes one all the way around then two and then three and it goes all the way to the snake it goes one two and then once the second round ends the end of the draft starts the third round. So it just makes those teams that drafted later a little bit stronger because they don't get the top end talent. That's the one regret I think I make as the commish, but I mean, we'll see what happens because there are some teams actually that did draft late that I think are pretty strong teams as well too. So this is gonna be fun. I didn't, I forgot to mention too, that there are two, eight, there are two divisions of eight teams. So top four of each division make the playoffs and then they're going to have to beat your own division to go to the final. So it's, it's going to be a fun one. Lots of different rules, lots of different draft strategy. It was, like I said, I didn't draft in this one, but I helped a guy that has never drafted before. And I think I was just just as busy texting everybody back that was texting me during this draft. Like our group chat was going crazy. And then there was like four or five or six different teams in our draft that were texting me about their picks or like what was happening in the draft, like kind of like live recapping, kind of like we were doing in our group chat. And like my phone was buzzing the whole time. Like I don't know if I could have actually drafted. I've been just as distracted as Armin, I think, going through this draft. But yeah, it's a lot of fun, obviously. All the money's going to charity, so it's for a great cause. And and I'm hoping 
Uh, it's an exciting season for everybody involved. And obviously the winner is going to go home with a signed Jackson Smith and Jigba jersey. Um, and then second, third place, we have some uh, nice prizes from 22 Fresh as well as from the podcast as well too. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of 22 Fresh though, uh, for those of you at home, uh, they're back again as our major sponsor. And we are really pumped to have them on board because um, we're we're huge fans. We all have 22 Fresh gear. Speaking of, I'm currently wearing my 22 Fresh hat. Uh, it's one of my favorite hats actually too. Um, really comfortable stuff, really nice stuff. And we've been talking in our group chat like crazy. Their new fall drop, some of their stuff is unbelievably nice. And I'm really hoping that some of our prizes we get comes from the fall drop because then I'm going to regret giving up my team because I really want some of that fall, <laughs> that fall 22 fresh gear. So uh, you can get your hands on that stuff as well too now. Uh, even though it's brand new gear, brand new fall drop, uh, you can save 15% off on checkout reusing the same promo code we had last year. And that's 306-FFB15. We're the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. You get 15% off. So an easy way to remember it, 306-FFB15. You drop that off checkout, at checkout and you'll get your 15% off um, at the uh, on your purchase. So I guess with, with that, um, we'll continue and we will start our fantasy preview. Uh, week one fantasy preview here. Um, for those of you that are unfamiliar with the podcast, we all share uh, like a start of the week. Obviously, we all can't just say, well, I think you should start Jamar Chase because, well, it's kind of a no-brainer, right? So a lot of these names are guys that maybe drafted in the 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th round of some sort. And you're like, okay, hey, well, maybe I can play them. Maybe I can't. But we're giving you names that we think have a really good matchup and a chance to to hit in a big way. And then we give you some sit decisions. And some of them are are really big names. Like I know... Um, I think it was, I can't remember if it was Zach or if, or if it was you, Armin, or whoever it was, but it was like sit, sit Zeke in the championship matchup two years ago. And he got like three points. And it was like, at that point, Zeke was like a top five draft pick uh, who was struggling a little bit that season nonetheless, but, but a huge, like a huge decision and uh, it panned off. So we were, we were like, I would say, I, I don't have the official number, but trying to look back, we were like, like really good throughout the year, like well above 70% accuracy. Um, when looking at our starts and sits a couple, we obviously make mistakes on too, but that's part of the game, but uh, we're trying to help you guys at home uh, be successful in fantasy football, just the same as we are trying to do the same. So, okay. So without further ado, I guess we might as well jump into our week one. So we will start off with Zach. Uh, Zach starts the week. Who is somebody that you think, I mean, obviously it's, it's a little bit easier in week one because you drafted them to start them. Unless obviously we talked about uh, your Cooper cup and your, you're Jonathan Taylor's, but you drafted players to start them. But this is one name I think that's really worth throwing out there because you maybe got him around the 10th round, depending on um, your drafting format. And he's a guy that you really probably could play week one uh, with a lot of confidence. So I'll uh, start this one off, Zach. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jahan Dotson is somebody that I would uh, strongly consider starting uh, on most teams, I think. Um, taking into consideration, of course, um, at least to start the season, we don't have, uh, or we might not have Terry McLaurin. So Dotson may be uh, Washington's number one receiver. Um, and you, you likely didn't draft Dotson with, you know, starting him right off the hop in mind. Uh, like you did mention, he was, you know, player 85 off the board according to fantasy pros so we're looking at you know seventh round eighth round draft capital um maybe a flex play but you know more likely than not like a really good bench player on a lot of rosters but 
he's somebody that if he did draft Cooper Cup, I feel really confident throwing Dotson in. If he did draft, say, like a Jerry Judy, feel really confident flipping him in instead um, because we don't know exactly what's going to happen there with Judy. Um, So he's somebody that I would be strongly, strongly consider starting um, in a lot of formats. He, yeah, especially if Terry doesn't play, this is a lock. Like, if Terry plays, then I guess you have a discussion. But if Terry McLaurin doesn't play, this this is a lock and the game that Washington should smoke Arizona. So I like that one quite a bit. Um, I'll go next year just because I'm in the same game. Um, I took Washington's defense, their DST against Arizona. I really wanted a homer pick this one and go Jared Goff against uh, KC just because I think that game's going to be a shootout. Um, and Goff was really good last year. If you're streaming a quarterback or you got quarterback late that you don't really like the matchup or, or what have you. I think Jared Goff is a really good start, uh, but <laughs> Washington DST currently right now. Um, I know obviously we had high hopes for them last year and they were a little bit of a disappointment, uh, but they are healthy this year and they're ranked number three defense on the week right now. And they're projected to get 13 points, which I mean, you're talking defensive points. I mean, what is that, right? You start with 10 points and you finish with three extra. I guess that's, that's pretty good for a defense. But a uh, fun fact, this one, I was just looking at some of our drafts there and like I didn't draft a defense in your in your league, Armin, because I had guys I was going to put on the IR and then pick up a defense <laughs> after. And one Washington wasn't drafted in, in that league, which I was incredibly surprised by just because of their week one matchup. I already talked about how they're starting a rookie quarterback uh, in his very first matchup. They have James Conner and pretty much end of list. So if Washington's defense is even a half of what we thought they were going to be last year, I think they're absolutely going to eat this uh, rookie quarterback up. I think they're going to get a ton of sacks. I'm going to guess at least one interception, and there's a high likelihood uh, of a pick six uh, in that matchup. Arizona is a dumpster fire. They've already started the fire sale, and they want the one-on-one pick. So I think it's they're going to be on to a nice – slow start on the 101 march by getting dusted by Washington's defense. So I'm going to put Washington DST as my start of the week in the same game. Zach has already mentioned. Uh, Armin, who you got as your start of the week? Okay. So mine's kind of a reaction to the Travis Kelsey news. So there's a little bit of ifs and thens here, um, but I've already seen in, in a bunch of leagues, I'm in Blake Bell being claimed off the waiver wire. And I don't think that's the answer. I know Kelsey's production is a little bit of the game's plan and play calling of Casey, but Blake Bell is not going to get the same production that Kelsey does. He's not going to get all of Kelsey's targets. I think this is the time to start um, a Casey wide receiver. And I know there's a hesitation with Kadarius Tony to start him, but I think he has the highest upside of all the KC um, wide receivers. Um, and knowing what he did this offseason for his meniscus tear, um, a meniscus heals fairly fast, and there's not a lot of residual once you're back to full go. It's not like a hammy or a soft tissue uh, muscle damage, right? It's, uh, it's pretty well full go once you're back. Um, you just have higher risk of arthritis once you're older um sky Moore is um the other one that i wanted to say that if tony is not in i predict those targets going to sky Moore in the passing game 
So Tony healthy, take him, start him this week with confidence if Kelsey's out. And then Sky Moore, if Tony and Kelsey are both out, start him. That's a quick turnaround too. Like week one, we're talking about a day away from here. It's a high risk, high reward rate from uh, right from day one. Imagine, imagine if you pick the wrong one, arm and you start your week with like one point going oh. into the, your very first fantasy matchup. But <laughs> it's one of those ones that you know Kansas City always finds a way. So high, high risk, high reward here. Yeah, gotta find the spicy take here, and uh, this is spicy. Uh, Zach, let's start our sits off here. This one, I just got to beat you to the docket more often, I think, because a lot of times <laughs> we're on the same radar here. So uh, let's hear your sit of the week. I don't know how you don't beat me to the docket, considering you're the one that makes it. And puts I, it I let you guys, like, I don't want to just, like, cheat you out of it. I give everybody a chance, and then I just do that every time, and I always say, oh, should I just put my names in there? <laughs> but, okay, anyhow. <laughs> um. Yeah, so... This one for me, I think, um, is probably something that a lot of people might be considering. Um, and that's sitting Brees Hall. Um, Brees Hall was somebody that in I would assume most drafts went in the second or third round, I would, you know, assume. Um, let's see here. Uh sleeper or sorry, uh fantasy pros. Oh, they have them uh both the third round. Um, so yeah, somebody that you drafted with the intention to start, um, somebody that last year when he was on the field played quite well. Um, but right now coming back from that injury, I don't think I'd be in any hurry to start him until I've seen, um, him on the field for a little bit and, and producing. If you have another option, either at you know the running back position or, or the flex, uh, certainly look to put, uh, Brees Hall on the bench. And maybe if you have somebody, a running back in the flex, you can put that running back to start. And then if you have Josh, uh, Jahan Dotson, bingo, bangle, bongo, uh, two for one. <laughs> there you go. It's doubling down on your own take. I like it. Um, <clears throat> my sit here, this one kind of sucks because I have high hopes for this player. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of clarity after like week two or week three of this uh, this running back situation. But the the person I want to sit is Devon A-Chain. One, he's a rookie, and we don't know exactly who's going to take over in that backfield. And he's coming off his own injury, uh, even though the other two are battling their own injuries right now as well. I think uh, Jeff Wilson might not even start this week just because he is hurt, meaning that if that's the case, then it might be Raheem Mostert's backfield. Uh, but Devon A-Chain, he seems like he fits this offense really well. High tempo, high, high pace, fast. Uh, outside the tackles which is kind of like his mo and the only really way i find that he's going to be successful in the nfl but he might fit the bill and be really really good now that being said the week one matchup is against the chargers who has a really good defensive line uh, and a pretty good linebacker core decent defense all around i'd say um and you have a chain coming off a shoulder injury so is he going to get the full load pretty unlikely uh, is he even going to touch the ball a ton in his first start? I also think kind of unlikely, but also a guy that people are drafting, like I said, around that seventh, eighth round uh, where you're really considering possibly starting him. So uh, I think you're out of weight and hold situation with Devon H. And I think if you start him, you're setting yourself up for a situation where you're going to be less than pleasant. Um, maybe like a, like a four to five point range, I think is kind of his ceiling in the situation. Cause I just don't see them in game one of his first career start, given the reins when he's already nicked up. So um, 
that's for the most part, like I, I do think he is going to be successful this season. I just don't see it happening uh, in, in week one against the Chargers. Uh, Armin, you're, you're the last one of us this week. Um, who is your sit that you're recommending for week one of the NFL season? All right. So my <clears throat> sit this week is Jordan Addison, the rookie wide receiver from Minnesota. Um, we know that in the past, it usually takes rookie wide receivers a little bit of time to start breaking out in their rookie season. Um, and so if you drafted him, great. He's probably going to be a great wide receiver. Um, but at this point yet, K.J. Osborne is still ahead of him in the depth chart in Minnesota and should be seeing more snaps in Addison. Um, so at this point, it's it's too early to start using Addison in your, your lineup. So just stash him on your bench and wait for him to break out. Just remember, like even Justin Jefferson, who had an unbelievably electric rookie season, had a really slow start. I think it took him three, not slow start, like obviously <laughs> like for rookies, like he was unbelievable. But I think it took him three yeah. weeks to get going. His first week, I think, was terrible. Second week was not very great. Third week was a bit of a dabble. And then I think it was his fourth week was just explosive. So uh, yeah. even the best to do it ha- have slow starts. So put put that in the back of your mind. They're playing the Buccaneers, who I think they will handily beat. But um, who who knows who are that's going to come? Right, I think that means Justin Jefferson is going to put up two and hundred and ten or some something ridiculous, yeah, like that. So well, and you got to remember too, they have Hawkinson, who they since he's moved over to Minnesota, they love to target as well, right? So yeah. he might even be the fourth target for Kirk Cousins starting the season, right? You just got to wait for Cousins to to start to trust him, which it. Um, clearly he only trusts, uh, Jefferson and then Hawkinson in the red zone. So, and if there's one thing we know about uh, you and Kirk cousins, he's on your Mount Rushmore. So, I mean, that's all that, <laughs> that's all that matters. So, um, My Mount, Mount Crushmore or whatever. Actually, um, I wanted to respond to that. I listened to you guys yet last week and you know what, as it kind of funny, um, when I'm thinking Mount Rushmore, I'm thinking guys who have like um, pop culture references that you can go to and highlight moments and yet still be very fantasy relevant and NFL relevant. So I do have a Seattle running back in my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. But it's beast mode, Marshawn. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mr. Skittles. Yeah. And then I would say Adrian Pearson. And then I. He's only going into year four here, but Justin Jefferson would be on my Mount Rushmore. And then the fourth guy, um, I'm not too sure who my fourth guy would be. Maybe Rashad uh, Penny. What? Rashad Penny. <laughs> nah, let, let, let's go Patty Mahomes. He can he can be on there. Ooh, Dark Horse. I wouldn't expect that one. Um, so we usually would have one and he usually does it live just with, um, it's been a busy startup here and, and, you know, with us getting the podcast rolling and everything. So week one, uh, Wellesie's wagers, like I said, parlay of the week, that one's going to be on social media. So check that one out as we get the uh, first week rolling here too. So the next couple weeks here, we'll uh, hopefully get him on live on the podcast as well too. But before we wrap this one up, fellas, anything you guys want to add in here? I know, uh, we could uh, sit here and talk fantasy or NFL all week, but, uh i'm i'm pumped okay so first of all we have to get this going i'm gonna throw on the pod but we got like we do our dfs in the playoffs i'm like low-key super excited about this dfs league we're trying out we talked about possibly doing it as uh, like our 
charity league. We threw that out there to you guys on on the on the uh, social medias, and we got a decent response. But uh, we thought maybe maybe one year too soon, so we're gonna try and do some bugs out on that and see what happens. But this DFS league, I'm I'm like low key excited for that one. I think that's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, likewise. Um, I was actually gonna talk to you about that after the fact. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be a lot of fun. I think. Yeah, some, I'm super excited for it, and and I just want. NFL football to start, man. I've been ready since freaking August. I'm pumped for Thursday, and I might use an extra Kerr day on Friday if the Lions win here, boys. Like, I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> might not be going to work on Friday because I'm going to be so excited and just be pumped all weekend. Start my weekend early with the, with the Lions winning, I'll tell you that much. But um, it's it's a good time of year, you guys. Um, I know it takes a lot of time to get to the, the fantasy season, get the NFL going. Whether you're a fantasy fan or just an NFL fan, this is a this is a good time of year. Uh, it obviously starts this Thursday, and then our first slate is is on Sunday. It's a good time because the weather's still nice. You can still kind of go and do things. You can, like I I love watching the games out on the deck if possible. Have some coffee on the deck and watch the games on the computer. Like that's it's just a good time of year. Um, so hopefully you guys are all pumped up for fantasy football season. Hopefully you're pumped up for Week One NFL. Um, we're excited. It's going to be a good time. So, uh, tune in and watch some fantasy football. We'll have some, uh, good social media stuff coming out as week one starts, as we progress into week two, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So on behalf of Armand, Zach and myself, and, and obviously Lucas as well, I uh, will be on the podcast soon. Uh, thank you very much for listening to episode 94. Uh, take care and we'll talk soon.